I don't know who needs to know this, but there was a time in Netherlands when a single bulb of tulip was traded for 12 fat sheep. Hi, my name is Neerja and in coming two podcasts, I will tell you about two of the earliest known stock market bubbles and subsequent crashes, of course, South Sea bubble and tulip mania. Before we begin, let me apologize in advance for my presentation. I am not an economist or a statistician by any account. So this narration won't have that particular flair that can only be employed by those who know econ or numbers. I will be borrowing heavily from Charles McKay and his excellent book, Extraordinary Popular Delusions and the Madness of Crowds, and from P.M. Garber and his work, Famous First Bubbles. And for this this version of podcast, especially from Anne Golgar, Anne Golgar is a professor in early modern European history and she has written a book on this topic called Tulip Mania, Money, Honor and Knowledge in the Dutch Golden Age. We will start with Tulip Mania simply because chronologically speaking, it happened before the others. There are actually two different differing views about Tulip Mania. One is from the likes of Charles McKay and Professor Galbraith that it was a short-lived but widespread greed-fueled mania or bubble or euphoria. The other side seems to think that it wasn't that much of a bubble. I came across the work of Anne Golgar, among others, and it seems that the viewpoint is it wasn't really a widespread, irrational, frenzied bubble that impacted the whole society. More like rich people gambling and losing what to all others would be a large sum of money, but hey, the rich could afford it. Whichever way one looks at it, a crazy time for Dutch society or embarrassment of the riches, here is the nitty-gritty. Tulips were introduced to the royal court of Habsburg of Austria by their ambassador to the Ottoman in the time of Sultan Suleiman the Magnificent, somewhere around 1554. From there, these beauties made their way to the Netherlands in around 1593. Tulips were considered unique and exotic when they were introduced, and the timing of their cultivation in the country coincided with the Dutch Golden Age, meaning people had a level of prosperity that was not there in their recent past. Not only that, these were the times when Europe used to get those horrendous bouts of plagues, So that brought with it a sense of carpe diem, as it were. You know that John Keats-like viewpoint, a thing of beauty is joy forever? So you see, it was like a perfect storm. Tulips, especially the unusual looking ones, soon became status symbol amongst nobles, gentry, and especially the new money group. Tulips were luxury items in a country where the upper crust was itching to invest in luxuries. And the more unusual, unique or multicolored the flower, the pricier it became. Funny thing is, now it has been found that these kind of varieties were made possible by a friendly neighborhood virus. No, really. Multicolored and patterned tulips got their effect due to the bulbs being infected with a type of tulip-specific mosaic virus known as the tulip-breaking virus. I'm not kidding. You can look it up. Semper Augustus was the most expensive tulip sold during the tulip mania and Charles McKay says that 12 acres of land was offered for a single bulb of it. Thing with tulips is it takes time to grow them. 
However, the selling and buying happens at the bulb stage of it. So a futures market of sorts, at least to my completely non-econ mind, a futures market of sorts started. Consumers, florists, traders, etc., they paid the tulip growers way before the product was ever going to come to them. Now the growers, they themselves were paying more and more to obtain those virus-infected bulbs that were supposed to result in more unusual striking looking flowers. And they were then obviously passing on the balloon prices to their consumers. Goldcar says prices could be high, but mostly they weren't. Although it's true that the most expensive tulip of all cost around 5,000 gulders, the price of a well-appointed house, I was able to identify only 37 people who spent more than 300 gulders on bulbs around the yearly wage of a master craftsman. Many tulips were far cheaper, with one or two exceptions. These top buyers came from very wealthy merchant class and were able to afford the bulbs. Far from every chimney sweep or weaver being involved in the trade, the numbers were relatively small, mainly from the merchant and skilled artisan class. And many of the buyers and sellers, they were connected to each other by family, religion or neighborhood. Sellers mainly sold to people they knew. Now, this is not the way McKay describes it. According to him, the demand for tulips of a rare species increased so much in the year 1336 that regular marts for their sale were established on the stock exchange of Amsterdam in Rotterdam, Harlem, Leiden, Akmar, Horn, and other towns. Symptoms of gambling now became for the first time apparent. The stock jobbers, ever on the alert for a new speculation, dealt largely in tulips making use of all means that they so well knew how to employ to cause fluctuations in prices. At first, as in all these gambling mania, confidence was at its height and everybody gained. The tulip jobbers speculated in the rise and fall of the tulip stocks and made large profits by buying when prices fell and selling out when they rose. Many individuals grew suddenly rich. A golden bait hung temptingly out before the people and one after the other, they rushed to tulip marts, like flies around a honeypot. Everyone imagined that the passion for tulips would last forever and that the wealthy from every part of the world would send to Holland and pay whatever prices were asked for them. So now you see the two very differing point, viewpoints about that issue. Anyways, bottom line is that tulip blood tulip bulbs were being purchased at higher and higher prices by those who were hoping to resell them for a profit. This kind of system needed buyer ultimately willing to pay the exorbitant prices for the bulbs. So guess what? In February 1637, tulip traders could no longer find enough buyers willing to pay super duper inflated prices for their bulbs. As a result, the demand for tulips collapsed, the prices took a nosedive, in other words, the bubble burst. After this, depending upon who you are asking, either the whole contemporary Dutch society flailed and floundered or, and I am quoting Ms. Golga here, those who lost money in February crash did so only notionally, they might not get paid later. Anyone who had both bought and sold a tulip on paper since the summer of 1636, sorry, 1636 had lost nothing. 
Only those waiting for payment were in trouble and they were people able to bear the loss. However, somehow the term tulip mania has become synonymous with greed and thoughtless speculative planning. Bitcoins at one point were being called tulip mania 2.0. I think it made more impact in people's mind because it was one of the earliest incidents of its kind. Actually, after this, there was the whole case of Mississippi scheme where a Scottish economist named John Law started a land development buying frenzy or as the econ people would say, a speculative bubble in France. This was year 1719-1720. You know what though guys, doesn't it somehow feel absolutely reasonable that the very first known real estate based bubble was USA based? Well. I'll stop right here today and continue this in the next episode of the podcast where I will tell you all about South Sea Bubble. Bye.